You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to The Remnant, Pastor Todd here, and uh, we're going to get into two very important stories I want to talk about today. One was the FBI-rated another home. Uh, This time it's a Catholic pro-life speaker. We're going to tell you about that story and uh, why it should concern everybody. Also, another concerning story, why cash currency could soon be a thing of the past and what we must do to stop it. So we're going to talk about these two things. I want to welcome you to The Remnant, and I hope that you had a wonderful week. And I think, you know, as, as depressing as these types of stories are, it's good for us to be informed. And I don't want you to get depressed because we know how this ends. And that's one of the main messages of this ministry is we are on the winning team. I never want you to grow weary in doing good because God doesn't want you to grow weary in doing good. We stand on his promise, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. He's with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That's who we are. And a lot of the time in the ministry, I focus on our identity in Jesus Christ Because if we know who we are and we understand what we're capable of doing, that Greek word, ekbalo, go out, cast out, drive out, and the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all the nations, we are able to accomplish the mission. And when we go home to be with the Lord, when we're absent from the body, the Bible says when you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. If your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, of course, and that means you need to be a believer, you need to turn from your wicked ways, you need to repent accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Once you do that, you are on the winning team. You're walking in the light and life of Yeshua, of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords who sits on the throne. And nothing in this world can stop what God is going to do because we're going to rule and reign with him for all eternity. We're going to walk on those streets of gold. I mean, that's forever. This life is but a vapor. It's, It's literally just a passing through time. And so that's why we've got to show up here. We've got to do what the Lord tells us to do. We've got to be, uh, you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. You know, you know them by their fruit. So that's why we don't just hide in caves and wait for, you know, to be raptured out of here. Instead, we occupy. We do what we're called to do. And so these things that we're dealing with in this hour, because the hour's so late, they're tough. They're not easy. I wish I could tell you they were easy. I wish I could tell you everything's just going to be a cakewalk from here on, you know, but it's not. Uh, and so I, I have a very difficult um, kind of tightrope that I have to walk because on one side, I got to report what's going on and give you uh, insight as to how we can combat it and we can pull down the strongholds and we can declare and decree and speak words of life and stop, uh, you know, bind the assignments of the enemy. The Bible says we have the power to bind and loose in Jesus name. You know, I often talk about pulling down the strongholds. We can do that. We have that authority. So when we do these things, you know, that's our position. That's who we are. The salt and the light. Those that stand for righteousness. Those that stand for truth. That's the remnant. That's us. So people get mad. They say, why do you cover these very depressing stories? Well, I'm not not sitting here saying that, you know, everything's going to be horrible. I'm just saying, hey, we got to talk about these things. So The first one I want to talk about today is, you know, why cash currency can soon be a thing of the past and what I believe we must do to stop it before they do it. So, you know, recently I spoke to a few high level bankers, right? And uh, in fact, one of these people used to work for the Fed. Uh, 
And uh, I have learned of this plan. In fact, they say it's already in motion. And it's, it's a recent Biden executive order, which he probably has no idea what he was even doing. He was just told to write this executive order. It was all written out for him. And he just came out and basically said, hey, I'm bringing out this new executive order, you know, uh, 14067. And what this is, if you, if you go to remnant.news, you can go to remnant.news. It's a website, remnant.news. It's our website. And you go there and then you put in the search bar uh, cash currency. Just put in a little search bar, cash currency, and this article will come up and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But there's an executive order 14067 or 14067, right? And it directed the federal government to weigh the risks of using digital currency and research the possibility of using a central bank digital currency. Now, I look, I mean, that's what they're going to tell you is going on. It's just a... Uh, an executive order to look into the possibility. That's what they're going to tell you. In fact, the fact checkers will assure you that this executive order is simply in order to look into that possibility. You know, using a central bank digital currency sometime in the future. But here's the thing. This is already in motion. All you got to do is just do some research. You know, go on DuckDuckGo or, you know, alternative, uh, you know, like the Brave browser or something. And, and, you know, I don't recommend Google because they hide a lot of this stuff. You probably can find it on Google if you go down enough, but, you know, China's already initiating a digital currency. India, you know, they've already been doing this for a while. The EU's looking into it. They're setting it up. Uh, you know, UK, of course, Canada, you know, the BRICS nations, which is uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Um, you know, most of the G7, I think all of the G7 pretty much, it's all being developed. So they're saying it's like exploratory, but meanwhile, you know, they call it the CBDC. So it's the Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. And, um, you know, why would these countries be looking into digital currencies? I mean, what, what would they, it's it's like so funny. They they say that, uh, you know, oh, we're just exploring. But then, you know, I, I did a lot of research on the vaccine passports a while back. And many of you remember me talking about that. That They were setting, it, setting up a checkpoint, Charlie. They were setting up something that was very concerning. In fact, I'm going to play a clip here that was from the Joe Rogan show where a gentleman talked about this. And I think that this was very eye-opening what he said. So let's go ahead and put that clip on right now. Here, I'll put it up for you here, yeah? So there's the video. Yeah. I don't know if your camera can see that, but the, no. there's the video. There's him speaking about it. The G7 is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, yep. CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside... Right, so that's the guy who runs our economy in the UK. His name's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And here is the article. Bank of England tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming. Yeah, And here's a quote from the article. This is in the Telegraph, the one he pulled up, but okay. it was behind a paywall. So I'll just read the quote. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible. I'm going to take it one step further for you, Joe, right? So the vaccine passport infrastructure is in place. But now we know that the vaccine doesn't stop infection or transmission, but the checkpoint Charlie exists everywhere. They bring in digital banking, central banking, digital currencies. You've got a scenario now that you're checking in and out everywhere you go using vouchers that are programmed and you can only spend where you're told you can spend them. There's another word for that, man. That's called the Chinese social credit system. That's what it's called. And anyone who watches Black Mirror will know what I'm talking about. That's that TV show, right? Yeah. So 
what they are telling us, and when I say they, who's they? People in power. That's the head of our economy, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, second most powerful person other than the Prime Minister and maybe the Foreign Secretary in the UK, right? He's telling us, I just played it there for you, he's telling us that's what he, as the UK, the head of the G7, want to bring in for the G7. So a scenario where, like in New York at the moment, because the, the passport infrastructure is in place, you bring in that digital currency and you've got this total control. And if I'm speaking to you the way I'm speaking now, and my employer or government, you heard that in the quote directly, yeah, deems me as saying or doing something inappropriate, suddenly I can't actually pay to come here and speak to you anymore. My, my digital currency won't even pay for the ticket because it will be known that I'm coming to speak to you. Sorry, your, your vouchers don't allow you to purchase that ticket to go and speak to Joe. And so that, that, that's pretty crazy, right? When you hear it from, you know, the way he's breaking it down, this was, uh, you know, a guest on the Joe Rogan show, but I think he did a great job of kind of laying this out. And I want to play another clip here just because, again, the, the fact checkers will say, you know, we're conspiracy people and this isn't really happening. So that's why I want you to hear it from the horse's mouth. This is actually a woman at the World Economic Forum talking about the same thing bit late for that. Uh, I remember talking to an Australian diplomat at one point about this break between the U.S. and China and said, you know, both sides are going to say, whose team are you on? Mm. And he said, our job is to make sure the question never arises. But the question has arisen. And so I think we have to go deeper. And it's not about the U.S. versus China. It's about what underpins a world order is always the financial system. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. Okay. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, Listen. which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the you balance think? of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto. All right, listen, you got, you got to hear more of this. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. You're going to want to hear this. Come back after the break. Jesus, take the wheel. Thank God. Thank God that Jesus loves us. He's with us. Because this stuff is just crazy when you think about it. This, uh, you know, they're talking about, I mean, to me, it sounds like the mark of the beast. Doesn't it sound like that to you? No one will be able to buy or sell without the mark. And here, here's this woman. She's sitting. Listen, if you don't believe me, just go on. Just go on to YouTube and put in uh, World Government Summit Pippa Mal Malgren. Uh, this is the World Government Summit. Of course, it's uh, the World Economic Forum is very much involved in this whole thing. And, uh, you know, they're just openly talking about what they're planning here, uh, which is, you know, a digital currency, the CDBC, Central Bank, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency System. And that would mean, you know, I don't know if they're going to do it overnight, 
I think they're very gradual. I think they, it's kind of like the frog in the, in the pot, you know, they don't, they don't want you to know right away. They don't, you know, so at first they'll call it misinformation. This is what they do. At first it's, it's, it's fact-checked. It's misinformation, right? So they, they make everybody look like we're, you know, tinfoil hack conspiracy people. If you even talk about it, even though see, we've, we've become very astute in going to the source document because over the years they've of course accused us of these things. So I literally go right to their own pages and this is the funniest thing during COVID I went to the, you know, the, it was the Los Angeles County that was putting up something about, um, some of the, some of the ingredients in the vaccine. And, and so I literally just uh, posted from Los Angeles County and my post got taken down on Facebook and I actually got dinged, you know, where they put you in Facebook jail. This was a, a an official Los Angeles County posting uh, of their health officials that were that were listing, you know, some of the things that were in the RN uh, was it mRNA vaccine. You know, I knew that that Facebook was taking down accounts. I knew that they were you know censoring, and so I was very careful what I put up. So I literally put up something. This is all the dings that I've got on Facebook are a bunch of nonsense. There was that Los Angeles County one, which was from their own website, and I and it wasn't some fake site that was trying to masquerade as Los Angeles. It was actually Los Angeles County put it up on their own site. And of course, Facebook takes it down and facts checks it and says that, you know, those things aren't really in the mRNA when it's right there on the website. And that was, that was one day. And I was in Facebook jail for who knows long, what, like, you know, 90 days or something like that. So I get out and I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm paranoid, but I want to be very careful what I put up on Facebook because I know that they want to target my account and take it down. And, you know, we have like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on our public page and things like that. So, Anyways, I mean, I, I, and people say, well, why don't you post on alternative channels? Well, of course I do. I post on Gab. I post on Brighteon. I post on, uh, you know, Telegram. I post on Rumble, you know, and so we, we are out there. We're on Getter, um, you know, but a lot of, a lot of people, I just hate to say it, but they don't want to get off Facebook. And so that's where still the chunk of our audience, uh, you know, hears about our content and reads our articles and things like that. So this is the frustration that we have here at the ministry, because I would love for more people to move over to some of these free speech platforms. Uh, but, you know, truth social. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people just stay on Facebook. And so this is, you know, so Facebook. So we've, we've lived in their Babylon system and we've allowed them to put, you know, all their Gustavo, you know, uh, like Orwellian, you know, fact checking, censoring. I mean, my page, don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. I don't even want to go down that road. My page used to get like, you know, over a thousand people when I do a live, you know, probably more than that. Uh, you know, now we're lucky to break a hundred. Now it's funny because every month we add like 2000 more people that add the, the public page, but yet for some reason, the views just keep going down, down, down. Well, we know what's happening. They don't want us to speak truth because see, so this is what they do. They say it's, it's, you know, it's false information. It's misinformation, blah, 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 fact check, fact check. And then what happens is we go to the source documents. We literally play it right from the horse's mouth. I'm going to play some more clips because I want you to hear this right from these people. So let, let's just finish this clip from this woman real quick. If we're going to have digital money, uh, but also this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. The U.S. Is, is, is already forward. moving in the same direction. That's what she says. The U.S. is moving in the same direction. So you can you, already hear what's going on. So, you know, and then we look at our, our reporting on remnant.news 
And in this type of central bank digital currency system, cash transactions, as far as I'm concerned, uh, could be phased out fairly rapidly. I mean, probably after the initial rollout, you're going to start seeing corporations say, hey, we don't accept cash anymore. What do you mean by that? Well, you'll go to Walmart and they'll just say, we, we have no longer, you know, we're no longer going to accept cash. Uh, everything has to be credit card or credit. You know, that's it. They're, they're not going to accept. And they'll probably let you use your wallet on your payphone, you know, on your, on your cell phone. Yeah, I might as well call it a payphone because that's what it'll probably be right before they, uh, the next step, they just take it off the phone and say, put a chip in your arm or, you know, put a, put a decal on, you know, like a tattoo, a digital tattoo on your, I mean, we don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but the bottom line is the technology's there. The infrastructure's there. They tested during the pandemic. And now we're really on the brink of what this woman says. We're going into a new financial order. And yet people don't want to talk about it. You know, in India, there's a UPI system. It was introduced in 2016, just before the end of the uh, RBI, Governor uh, Raghuram Rajin's term, I guess. And uh, the shock of the demonetization initiative followed near the end of that same year when high denomination banknotes were completely withdrawn from circulation. So that's how they did in in, uh, India. UPI was a response to the nation's quote-unquote patchwork of rules for paperwork and payments. That's their excuse. The goal was to make transfers, quote, easier and safer, unquote, by allowing multiple bank accounts on the same mobile app. Mm -hmm. And this was, of course, for individuals and businesses alike. So it it rapidly came of age, like overnight, you know. Um, The goal, according to them in India, was, was to be an umbrella institution for the digitalization of retail payments. And it was incorporated as a, quote, nonprofit company, unquote. Uh, This was intended to provide India's people with a public good. This public good approach by providing digital financial infrastructures that are relevant for all economies, all economies. Now, China, China, China uses a system called WeChat. If you have, you know, have you been to China recently? I mean, you know, honestly, I haven't. But they use a, a system called WeChat, which is an app again. Isn't it funny that they're using these apps? See, that this is what the, the vaccine passport was developed for. Why did most of the major airlines put a lot of money into research and development for the vaccine passport? You know, why did they do that? There was mainly two companies. We did a whole uh, investigative report on this. Well, it's the same technology that China uses for WeChat. They're the ones that have the social credit score system already in place, by the way. Read into that. Look into the social credit score. And the number of people making mobile merchant payments using WeChat in China is expected to rise to, get this, $700 million in this fiscal year of 2022. Digital payments are becoming so dominant that the People's Bank of China has had to forbid what it sees as, quote, discrimination against cash. Really? <laughs> I mean, really, you think that that's what they're worried about? Uh, this is all more remarkable because just two decades ago, China was basically a full cash economy. <laughs> Unbelievable how fast they're moving. We're going to wrap this up, but I just, I really thought it was important that we cover this. And uh, so anyway, stick around. We're going to wrap up this uh, next uh, segment is going to talk more about the digital currency. And then we're going to get into the other story where another man was raided by the FBI, man of faith. Unbelievable what's going on. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show.
hold on All right, ladies and gentlemen. To me as we go. Pastor Todd back here on the Todd Coconado Show. Our website is toddcoconado.com, pastortodd.org, or remnant.news. Remnant.news. That's where I'm reading from right now, remnant.news. And we are talking about this insane digital currency CBDC system that is coming to us soon here, unless somebody in Congress or in the Supreme Court or somebody steps up and says, hold on, this isn't a good idea. (laughs) This isn't a good idea. This digital currency trend will upend banks. Well, why? Because you won't even really need a bank. I mean, I'm sure banks will still be there to do loans and, you know, certain types of transactions and, uh, you know, they have credit cards and things like that. But I think this is going to really change the way banks, you you know, work, the way our relationship is with banks, because the digital currency is going to be right from the central bank. It's like going right to the source. And and so, you know, we're going to have this digital, maybe it's an app or whatever, and our finances, everything that's going to be on there. And we're going to be incentivized, by the way, to spend our money, not save it. And if you, if you keep the money in the bank, many people are talking about a, a, a negative interest rates, which means instead of you getting money when you have money in the bank, it's actually going to go negative. So if you leave like 100K in your account and you don't do anything with it, you know, it's gonna, you're going to be, they're going to be neg- negative, negatively amortizing, I guess that's what you would say. But, you know, remember those, those really bad loans back in 2008 with uh, negative AM, where they would literally every month you would lose Instead of, you know, instead of chipping away at what you owed on your house, you'd actually owe more because you were actually not paying enough to even cover, you know, the interest and, and the payment of your home. And so that's basically what bail-in would, you know, bail-in would be like. It's like you put 100000 in there and you leave it alone. You come back a few months later and, you know, you've lost money. And, I, and we don't know what the rate of that loss would be, but, I mean, it could be significant. Who knows? If they need more money, they'll just literally take it right from your accounts. So that's kind of what they did with the bail-ins in, in Europe and, you know, in, in Greece and some of these uh, countries that have been having uh, major financial problems for years now uh, because they're so indebted to the central banks. And, you know, the, so this, this whole thing is, is a Ponzi scheme, friends. And now the digital currency, uh, this would be very concerning because, of course, it just looks so much like an infrastructure for the beast system. I mean, even if it's not yet, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's biblical. It's literally biblical. Um, so this also means a plethora of other more uh, concerning abilities by the central banks as they'll basically be able to censor you. Just like I was talking about with Facebook jail, this is what they essentially would be able to do is, is they would be able to put us in Facebook jail, but with our money. Oh, you went to a Trump rally? You can't use your money for a couple of weeks. You're in a, in a two-week suspension of the app. You know, or you, you went to this place? You know, I mean... Can you imagine how crazy this would be? Well, this is at our doorstep unless we put our feet down. Most people aren't even saying anything about it. You know, I don't hear anybody in Congress. Talk. Have you heard anybody talking about this? Yet this is all verifiable. It's it's like that uh, Black Mirror um, series, which I think was on like HBO or something, but it's Orwellian and it's dystopian and it's happening. So right now, U.S. lawmakers and officials could put the brakes on this if they were to have a desire to do so. But of course, this would take a public outcry and, bl- and backlash against these plants. So the challenge is that most people have no idea this is happening, which is like the story of my life these days. I feel like John the Baptist, a voice in the wilderness. Uh, but this is why we got to get engaged now. We got to educate ourselves on the plan. We got to know enough about it, how to address it and how to push back immediately. So look into it. 
And uh, I'm going to play a couple more clips here, and then I'm going to kind of close on this segment. We got uh, about 13 or so more minutes here, and then I got. I still want to talk about this other very important story. And then I want to give you some encouragement because I, I just, as a pastor, I don't like talking about all this scary stuff and then not giving you, you know, at least we got to end with some encouragement and some things that we can do and how we can be praying against these wicked plans and why our prayers matter, by the way. But let me play just a few more clips on this just so you hear it right from the horse's mouth. Valley. Uh, equality is out, but immortality is in. Everybody's talking this about This is Yuvar Noah Harari. Uh, Google has just established two or three years ago a subcompany called Calico, whose stated aim is to solve the problem of death. We've solved search, now we'll solve death. And they are not the only ones. And basically they are saying death is not some metaphysical phenomenon. We don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ in order to solve it. Uh, a couple of geeks in the laboratory can do it. Are they doing it? Yeah, they are investing billions in that. This guy uh, makes me them, sick, by the way. All over the world. Basically, there are three ways. You can use biological engineering to change the, the, the human body, to speed up natural selection. You can use cyborg engineering, which is combining organic with inorganic parts. And you can create completely inorganic life forms. It will be the, not only the greatest revolution in history, it will be the greatest revolution in biology ever. Will we still be human? Not in the sense that we understand humanity today. Uh, with especially the rise of brain-computer interfaces and biometric sensors and so forth, it is very likely that within, say, 50 years, people will literally be part of a network. All the bodies, all the brains would be connected together to a network, and you won't be able to survive if you're disconnected from the net, because your own body parts, your own immune system, perhaps depends on being constantly connected your to, own the immune system. to the network. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored. That we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. How concerned are you about the collapse of the U.S. dollar, sir? I'm very concerned. And it's more than just the U.S. There's, you know, there's a thing called the BRICS nations. BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And uh, what happened in uh, 2021, I believe, when we abandoned Afghanistan, on that day, Saudi Arabia shifted allegiances from America trading in dollars, petrodollars. Saudi Arabia switched sides to China and Russia. It's the end of the, the dollar system. So the end is near for the US dollar. And my concern is it's going to wipe out stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Just for my generation, the boomer generation, we're in serious trouble because this is the, the guy that wrote rich dad poor dad are up is because the fed and the treasury just kept printing more and more money instead of fixing the problem from 2008 they just kept printing more money mm -hmm. and it's about to come to an end so that's why when i say to people buy gold silver and bitcoin 
You know, you want to stay in what I call real assets, tangible assets. That's my opinion. Most people say buy U.S. treasuries. That's Harry Dent. I wouldn't trust anything printed by the U.S. government, but that's me. I don't like anything that can be printed. Now, the, the BRICS nations, again, to repeat, for everybody who's hearing this for the first time, you might hear about the BRICS nations. That's Brazil, Russia, India, China, Africa. Those comprise roughly 41% of the Earth's population, and they are teaming up together to unseat the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. And now you have Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Nigeria, Venezuela, Algeria, Turkey, and Argentina all teaming up to unseat the U.S. dollar as the world's U.S. You're on it, man. You're on it. You're on it. Everybody listen to this guy. He, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You have the so, macro, macro picture. Very few people have that point of view. And the great reset will be the collapse of the dollar. Inflation. 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 When demand is greater than supply, either you get shortages or you get price increases. And actually what we had was a mixture of both. We are in an inflationary spiral. 66% of people polled expect inflation to get worse. The value of the dollar since I was All right, born. you kind of get a picture there. I know some of you are going to say it's kind of hard to hear that, so I don't want to keep going uh, on that one. But let's go to another clip here. Where were you on March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on American freedom? On that day, in a hushed ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic. There are two videos I really want your audience to watch. One is a 56-second video of the BIS general manor, manager, Augustine Karstens, in October 2020, explaining that with CBDC, they will have central control to set the rules and enforce them centrally. Aren't our analysis on CBDC, in particular for the use of general, to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. It's the only time in my life I've ever seen a central banker be 100% honest. Uh, it's quite remarkable. They're trying to put into place a digital transaction control grid which will tell you what you can do with your money, when you can do it, where you can go. If they don't want you to be able to use your money more than five miles from your home, that's it. Your money will turn off five miles from your home. Once they get the system into place, it won't even be, I I believe it won't even be your national central bank that will control. It will be the Bank of International Settlements. 
economists are starting to sound the alarm over an executive order Joe Biden quietly signed back in March. A provision in the executive order of 14067 allows for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over bank accounts and purchases. And according to critics, it gives big government the ability to silence dissenting voices. Couple this with Credit card companies like Visa, MasterCard, American yeah. Express, working with the federal government Jim to track our gun purchases. Altogether, this lends itself to the development of a surveillance state, Congressman. Well, I think the American people want to know, and certainly I do, if the GOP, with your, well, your lackluster yeah. current leadership, are they up to protecting the American people from an obvious power grab of the Democrats. Yeah, great question. Right, because we take an oath. When you get sworn in, you take an oath to uphold the Constitution. And those provisions you just talked about, they are against the First Amendment, Second Amendment. They're unconstitutional, in my judgment. So, yeah, we, we have to do that. I think this election boils down to those four issues I talked about, plus freedom. Those issues of, of immigration, crime, uh, inflation, and, and, and border, uh, or excuse me, uh, energy prices. And then, of course, what they're doing to our liberties. So think about this. In the past six weeks, Joe Biden has raided the home of a former president, taken the phone of a sitting member of Congress, told half the country you're extremists, called us extremists and fascists, said to those same people, oh, by the way, I'm going to make you pay the student loan debt of the good Americans who vote Democrat. And if you don't like that, never, ever forget, I signed legislation to unleash 87,000 IRS agents to come harass you, the taxpayer, what you just talked about. So this is this is scary stuff. Well, he's got that right. Thank God for Jim Jordan. He's one of the few. I've met Jim a few times. Good man. And uh, he's fighting for our country and he gets it. But he's one of the very few in Congress that are even talking about this. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up when we come back from the break. And then we'll get into um, that article that I want to talk to you about. This man that was raided. Crazy. Another a faith leader. Somebody that's standing for pro-life values. Unbelievable. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Pastor Todd Coconato here. This is The Remnant. You've been listening for the past couple of segments on a very important and troubling situation that we have written about at remnant.news. And you can go to the website and type in uh, the keywords that I gave you earlier in the show. Let me give them to you again here. I got to find it. Uh, but I really think you should look at this article. So you could just type in, uh, it's called Why Cash Currency will soon be a thing of the past and why we must stop this before they do it. So read that article, look at the executive order. Um, I would highly encourage you, to, uh, encourage you to study a little bit more about what I talked about today. Uh, but I'm one of the few people. Uh, you heard Clay Clark on there, my friend. He's talking about it. Uh, Newsmax put it up. Jo uh, Jim Jordan was on there. Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, these are all people that are talking about this, but there's not a lot of people sounding the alarm. And to me as a pastor, I have to say, um, this is very scary because it looks like the infrastructure, which I've been studying for a while now, of the mark. So uh, I'm going to leave it there, and we're going to go on to the next subject matter, and then I want to give you a little bit of encouragement before we go because these are heavy, heavy things. And look, we, we say these things because many of you are activists, many of you are prayer warriors, and you understand the urgency. I'm not saying this to scare you. It's just this is reality, just like when I talk about Disney. It's reality. Disney is, is, is promoting demonic stuff and, and giving it to our kids. I wish more pastors would talk about it, but there's not a lot talking about it. And so, look, it doesn't give me joy to bring this all out in the light. I mean, I wish I could just be encouraging every single day. That's far more fun for me. But the hour is late, 
And like I said, we have to have the Issachar anointing. We have to understand and discern the times and know how to navigate through these things. So here's another very troubling thing. FBI raids home of Catholic pro-life speaker and author with guns drawn as his terrified kids watched. And the article goes on to say, you know, the kids, this is on LifeSiteNews.com, LifeSiteNews.com. You can just put in FBI raids home of Catholic pro-life speaker in the Google search or the, uh, I prefer DuckDuckGo or Brave Browser, but uh, the kids were all just screaming. It was all just very scary and traumatic. This is from the wife. Uh, Unbelievable, well-known pro-life author, sidewalk counselor, and father of seven children was the latest victim of the U.S. Department of Justice SWAT raid and arrest for supposed FACE Act violations. It's called F-A-C-E Act. Apparently, he violated uh, something from the FACE Act. At his rural home, his children looked on screaming. Uh, Mark, I think his name is Hoke, is the founder of the King's Men, which uh, promotes healing for victims of pornography addiction, promotes Christian virtues among men in the United States and Europe, something we very much need. According to his wife, Ryan Marie, who spoke with LifeSite News, he also drives two hours south to Philadelphia every uh, Wednesday to sidewalk council for six to eight hours at two different abortion centers. So here we go. Now you can't go to an abortion center and try to counsel somebody, try to tell them, hey, you know, it's, it's probably not a wise thing. It's, it's actually against God's word, which is thou shall not murder. And, and, and you know, speaking words of life to these, to these people that are in a moment of decision in their life. Apparently, according to the FACE Act, you can't do this in America. Can you imagine this? Unbelievable. You can't do this now in America. Just like they're trying to make it like if you're a pastor, you can't try to tell, uh, you know, a young man that says he's gay or, you know, wants to turn into a trans woman or something like that. You know, you can't counsel him. Otherwise, that'll be deemed hate speech. That's what they're trying to enforce in America. You could actually be arrested for doing that in certain European countries and Canada. And they're trying to push this here in the United States. I mean, this is this whole thing with the gender confusion. It's coming to a state near you. Uh, I'm sure California, have they've already tried this. New York, of course. You know, all these very pro-abortion states. They're going to push this. They're going to they're gonna make, this is, the, as I always say, the whole thing is a battle of light versus darkness. And, they're, and they're, they're, their end game goal is to come after Bible-believing Christians. That's why I'm a target. That's why they've targeted me in every way they possibly can. So before opening his door, uh, the wife said, you know, the husband tried to calm them. He's saying, please, I'm going to open the door, but please, my children are in the home. I have seven babies in this house. But according to her, they just kept pounding and screaming. And then when he opened the door, this is the, the most egregious thing of all, seven little kids, little babies. They had big, huge rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me, this poor wife. I mean, no threat whatsoever. You know, they come out with all like 25 to 30 FBI agents coming out here. And when he opened the door, you know, all these rifles pointed at him. And when they came in, they ordered the kids to stay upstairs. And, and she says they have this open staircase. And so the kids are like all at the top of the stairs. Can you imagine the sight? These little babies all looking as, as a SWAT team of 25 to 30 FBI agents or pointing guns at your mommy and daddy. I mean, can you imagine this? This is where we are. Meanwhile, what happened to the people that did all the burning down of cities? Did this happen to them? 
You know, all those Antifa people that were, were lighting businesses on fire, cars on fire. I mean, L.A. was like a war zone. The, the police cars were bombed. I mean, you know, Molotov cocktails. Unbelievable. But, but this guy, he's standing outside of an abortion clinic trying to, you know, save lives. You know, doing the work of the Lord, going out and making disciples, speaking the good news. And I'm not saying I agree with everything in Catholicism. Don't get me wrong here. But this guy, you know, he's a pro-life speaker. I mean, let's just look at his mission statement here. Okay, the, the man says, um, you know, he, he has a, a site that, you know, it's his ministry is called The King's Men, and they promote healing for victims of pornography addiction. That sounds like a good thing. Promotes Christian virtues among men in the United States and Europe. Well, that sounds like a good, a good thing, something we definitely need. And then he drives down two hours to Philadelphia every Wednesday to sidewalk council for six to eight hours. This is the crime that he gets all these FBI agents at his home for. And these, these little babies, they're always going to remember now. Think about this home and this family. And I don't even know what the, the status of this man is right now. I think he's still going through this. Now, they, they've set up a GoFundMe, according to LifeSite News, uh, for this family. But unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, at the Religious Liberty Coalition here, you know, this is what we do at the ministry. We've got ToddCoconato.com and, and, you know, Todd Coconato Ministries. We have the Religious Liberty Coalition, which is www.rlcus.org. And then we have remnant.news, which is our news site. Remnant.news, literally. Uh, news is the URL, you know, remnant.news. And so uh, at the Religious Liberty Coalition, we've been in some pretty significant battles these last couple of years, especially with the COVID situation. And I, I just can't tell you, I feel like one of these people that's like, where are we? Are we in the United States? And for me, you know, I see all this. I hear, I talk to these pastors. Uh, I just had uh, Pastor um, Andrew Brunson on Lions and Generals, one of the shows that I do. And, uh, you know, here's a man that was thrown in jail in Turkey. And, uh, you know, he speaks out about some of this stuff, you know, and, and, and I would highly encourage you to go listen to that interview when it's posted. Uh, but, but this is what's happening in America. We are, we are getting our freedom stripped away. And so here's what we got to do in the last couple of minutes of the show, because we've talked about some really scary stuff today. You know, the, the mark of the beast that's essentially being put together in this CBDC system, which we can already see now. I'm not saying it happens overnight. This could be five, 10 years from now. I'm thinking all these things are going to be in place by 2030 because of UN Agenda 2030. But it also seems like they're kind of speeding things up. Have you noticed that? And I think it's because so many people are waking up and I think that they are trying to put a lid on all the truth tellers and trying to silence and censor us and freak us out, but we can't get freaked out. And so th this is what I want to end the show with today is I just want you to, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, uh, mainly the armor of God, because we have to remember the armor of God every day that this, at this point in the game, uh, you know, at this point in the situation, we have to be strong. So let, let's read this Ephesians 6. 10 through 18 Ephesians 6 10 through 18 it's the armor of God it says finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the evil devil schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but it's against rulers against authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when that day of evil comes, it's here, you may be able to stand your ground. Hello. We talk about standing all the time. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, 
with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Thank God for the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your shield of faith with you uh, so that you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit, this is very important, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, friends, we are going to do just that. And we are going to stand. And that's what we do. We stand because God is with us even until the end of the age. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Yes, there's very scary, very egregious things happening in our world right now, but we're going to just continue to press ahead and know that God is with us. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Stand up, rise up. If you are listening to this broadcast, you are the remnant. God bless you. All right, friends, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. I know it was a little bit heavy, but we have to cover these things. Uh, Hopefully on the next show, I can get into something a little bit lighter. But uh, because so few people are talking about this type of stuff, you know, we have to we have to do investigative time and and pull up all the clips and get everything ready. So everything takes time and work, uh, but we do it because we want the saints to be informed. This is for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. And if, if you're part of this group, you're part of the remnant. You understand the urgency. You have it in your spirit. Uh, The more that we can put back into the ministry, the more we're able to do. And so I actually am one of the biggest givers here at the ministry. And uh, some of you, uh, I mean, really, it's just a a small handful of people that keeps this thing going. Um, But we are in a battle. We need your support. I know the economy is shaky. I know it's scary. But I'm going to tell you this. The people that tithe are the people who are going to be protected I really believe that it's like an insurance policy. It is an insurance policy on our finances. And so it's something that I had to learn. I wasn't always a good tither. I'm just going to be real. Uh, But the minute that I started becoming a good tither and uh, I started giving regularly, the Lord expanded the territory and he also brought in more finances. So it's a concept that is proven, that is true, that is real. And it also goes to an amazing cause, uh, the Religious Liberty Coalition, we got Todd Coconut Ministries, Remnant.News, and of course, this broadcast. So we need your help. We need your support. If you believe in what we're doing, if you're thankful for the work that we're doing, can you can you help us, please? We, we really need it. Uh, you know, you can go to ToddCoconato.com, T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com slash give, or you can go to PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org, and right there on the little right-hand corner, there's a button that says give. Hit that button, and it'll take you to all the options. Uh, But this is what keeps us going. And like I said, we're in a huge battle, but thankful for the Remnant Warriors, the Gideons 300, that pray for us, that intercede, that stand with us financially, that stand with us in general. And I believe we're going to take back the territory for the kingdom of God. So don't grow weary. We are going to do this. The Lord is with us. He goes before us like the people of Israel. We have to take our position and stand. And that is what we are doing, friends. Love you, bless you, and we'll see you again soon.